bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. That's right. And you know what? Mm. There's only two months left How, what? in Scrunchy uh, 19. And girl, we are really trying to make them count, okay? You guys, we're cleaning up our act. We're taking several seats. And we're trying to detox the motherfucking talks. <laughs> and let me tell you, it sucks ass. Okay? Mm-hmm. This stress pig <laughs> can't take it. We literally recorded an entire hour Patreon podcast and had to throw it away and re-record it because we were so weird and detoxy and out of sorts. It's That's true. true. And it shows how much we love our Patreon family mm-hmm. and don't want to make them listen to shit garbage. <laughs> so if you're out there thinking, well, you make us listen to the shit garbage, you're right. We do. Because this podcast is free. So you should join our Patreon podcast <laughs> if you don't want to listen to shit garbage. That's right. Just go to <laughs> patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and you can sign up for one podcast a week for $1 or two podcasts a week for $2. And we got some gifts from some of our very favorite Patreon friends. We sure did. Um, first up, meow meow, yep. a very touching ass moment by one of our favorites, Lulu Danzig. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to lose the last name Danzig no. for obvious, obvious reasons. Number one being <laughs> the heavy metal recording artist Danzig. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, there we go. See the tox, the detox, <laughs> the tox is already coming out. So, but she might be changing her last name, Lulu. Please don't. Um, unless the last name is King or Queen. She got married in New York, Mamau, and she yeah. held up a sign which brought a tear to your eye. It sure did. It's their wedding photo. She's in a wedding dress. She's holding a bouquet. She has a um, a crown of flowers on or whatever you call that, like a uh-huh. wedding crown. Her husband is in a nice suit. He has a flower on his lapel. And in the picture, they're holding what I like to think of as a placard. Uh-huh. An eight by ten or eight and a half by eleven yes. placard of our podcast logo. Literally, it's a picture of us. It says dumb, dumb gay politics, and it says two bug nuts say I do." <laughs> I mean, Lulu, you whore. We printed it out, and we will be. We although we already have Lulu's picture, she's um she's with the lady from Plan Cecile pa- Richards, she's the lady from Planned Parenthood. All right, I mean, just like, but ugh. we're gonna put Lulu and her guy. Two bug nuts saying I do. They're going back. Or they're going on the drugged up bulletin board board part two. Part do. I was so tut. We were both. I mean, we we're just that was I've never I would never have of all the things I've imagined. That's not one of so them. So cute, Lulu. And really nice. Thank we you. are really filling up with wedding photos on the on the I on feel the that we are board. the reason people are getting married and finding love. It's really cute. 
Thank you, Lulu. Now, um, we love, love, love Danielle Jones, and I've been remiss in thanking Danielle mm-hmm. because, Danielle, I don't know if you had some kind of psychic fucking vibe or what went on, but <laughs> on the Patreon, we, we have been on many cruises, and we do the Patreons and this podcast sometimes from cruises, mm-hmm. and they are shit garbage, but we end up wearing these weird hot orange lanyards mm-hmm. with our key card on it mm-hmm. and I, I fantasized about wanting a black one with like gold black and gold lanyard yep. and Danielle Jones sent us a bunch of lanyards literally we got two days before we left for the cruise which is so weird she sent us like gay as fuck and rainbow and gay as fuck and black and white but right. but the, the the coup de gras if <laughs> I mean, you will was um, a black and gold lanyard the lanyard was black and there was gold Bees with crowns, okay? Because Beyonce ain't the queen bee around here, <laughs> hunties. I think we know who it is. And I did rock it, didn't I? I had the entire cruise. You did. It was just, I mean. I wore that shit into Mexico with the key card on it. Like, and I don't you care. should have because it was so cute. And also, it's the Gucci bee. It's the bee. I mean, it's every. I, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it has a lot of meaning in our personal lives. Yeah. So you were you were psychic on a lot of levels so there. So it's crazy. Gur yeah. Danielle. Mm-hmm. Now, Dana Pele, I think that's how you say the last name, sent us some gator earrings that she goddamn handmade. They are. Okay, so Dana, I don't know. You took beer bottle caps and um, you took pictures of the gator, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and put them inside the caps and then made earrings out of them. I, I, that, very creative. Very creative. And it's everyone's favorite Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. We will we will have these in the drug den, mm-hmm. keeping the gator alive and yes, kicking. Absolutely. So jo- thank you. Now John Tippins, one of our old faves, um, and a major. <laughs> now that's the Papa's food song. We can't say and that can't too, say loud too loud because they're going to get annoying. Yeah. He's a major Patreon friend, Liberty. He comments. He's supportive. He's so sweet. Now we met John at our live podcast mm-hmm. when we went in Seattle. Mm-hmm. That one of our other booze produced Craig heard McKenney mm-hmm. John and his friend Justin were in the front row eating chicken wings and they <laughs> I just kept looking at them for my safe place I hate fucking live podcasts I hate public speaking I hate being on stage I hate talking to people I hate socializing I hate leaving the house mm-hmm. and them sitting there as natural as the world eating chicken wings no shame in the game no worry in their hearts i was like there they are i'm safe i'm safe i can say whatever i want they don't care no one cares everyone's just doing their own thing i want chicken wings now <laughs> i know <laughs> i want john to come with me to every audition and eat chicken wings while i audition when, so I feel oh great. that'd be amazing <laughs> like hello i'm here to sign in who's that don't worry yeah, about it that's my assistant and don't he worry will stand about it by. he's gonna take notes while he eats chicken wings and he'll he'll test me later on how i did Ugh. He really does make me feel safe, and we love him so much. We love yep. you, John. We're we're in the picture with John and Justin. Yes, from the so then though we love that too. We love putting our own pictures on of the drug den bulletin board. And <laughs> um, we love you so much. Now, finally, our Patreon erotic third, Devin Verana, who came to our live podcast in Austin, ha- she has showered us with so many thoughtful gifts in the last couple of years. Like. It, it's we, we she sent you tools to pick the zits on your back okay <laughs> it goes beyond i mean we Je- Devin, we've got a spray right here that you gave us that we spray into the room like essential oils that's why she's the erotic third yeah she's so thoughtful so great i mean her she's married but her her guy he got the couch of the century he really did he did and it's lucky for us that he doesn't mind 
loaning her out yeah. as the erotic third <laughs> for our thirddom. Now, Devin, so, you fucking whorebag. <laughs> we so Devin knew we were we were beyond the bender. Yeah, and she's in tune and she's in touch. Yep. What Devin didn't know mm. was that we fell off the deep end. Yeah. Into a vat of drugs and alcohol <laughs> so deep and so endless mm. that the bender that we died and now we're back to life and we've got to keep these these regurgitated, regenerated. What's it called? Reanimated. Uh-huh. We've been reanimated. <laughs> and just in time for our cleanse, uh, our diet, our detox, mm-hmm. our sobriety, mm. temporary, but still right. a gigantic. The b- <laughs> um, now, it wasn't as big as Julie Lang's box. With 900 back boxes of Cheez-Its. Right. But, or no, that was Jamie, that was actually Jamie Voss's box. Oh, okay. Jamie Voss, the amount of boxes. So, anyway, <laughs> this time it was Devin. But the weight. This, oh, because this it was, was about the weight. Because it had, it a, had a what, a 24 pack of Diet Coke? Uh-huh. 24 pack of Diet Coke. 24 pack of Red Bull. Mm-hmm. You could have stopped there, Devin. <laughs> High fives all around. When I tell you Meow Meow was sneaking Red Bull, I mean sneaking <laughs> sneaking Diet Cokes on the cleanse, on the cleanse. I'm like, I come over. I'm like, why is this Diet Coke open in here? And she's like, um, I don't know. I'm like, mm, I have to take a sip, put it back in. We've been taking, it's still there. Devin, we're taking sips out of it and put it, each one of us pretending we're not and doing it. And pre the cleanse, let me tell you, I had like 17 in a row when I was on the bender. It was in the box. It had 10 pounds. Pounds! 10 pounds of Twizzlers! Of Twizzlers. 10 pounds! Okay? (laughs) 10 pounds. And that's heavy. And what? uh, Two boxes of Cheez-Its, the Diet Coke, the Red Bull, two family size um, (laughs) bags of Doritos. Five pounds! Which one of them... Oh, no. That's Doritos. Yeah, you're right, right, right. One of them, um, Dev, one of them exploded. So the French lady called me 900 times while on the bender. <laughs> and there's crumbs. I couldn't understand. I go, what's she saying? Is it dripping? I know. That's what I thought because I thought I had to go because something was leaking. And I get there and it was like nothing was We leaking. couldn't understand her because her accent's so thick. But you need to call um, the Wall family who are in charge of Walmart and let them know. At least get like a $25 you know, gift, card, for gift card that you then spend back on us. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Do that work for us or or send us. Who the, puts bags of Doritos in the same box as things that weigh 10 pounds? They're going this, to get crushed. And they did. At this point, we're lucky that um, they exploded because that would have been. We How could, would we, we could not have, have eaten? Out. I was <laughs> close to eating chips out of the box. Yeah. Oh, and Let we, me which we you. have done. Like that time you I'm dumped all the cheese it's over the bacon and cheddar <laughs> flavor. And then I saw you stuffing them back to the box. I go, those have been all over the floor. Well, I had cleaned it. I'm like, well, I'm not going to get some linty bacon flavored, but they're still there. Man, I don't mind. Those. I don't even mind. And then we got two, two pound bags of Sour Patch That's cake. what I'm saying. Yes. Two. Do you know two, how fa- <sighs> Now, but we had shockingly, shockingly. Mm-hmm. Other than Trish, who gave us a couple bags, uh, normsy regular weed oh, size uh-huh. bags mm-hmm. of Sour Patch Kids mm-hmm. when we were in Palm Springs, mm-hmm. we had run out. Right. So <laughs> of all the, because we've gotten a lot of Sour Patch Kids, 
that's how hardcore we go in. Jason Moss and us huge ones. We've eaten all those heads. Oh, oh, are you kidding me? I can't. I told you yesterday. I was like, you have to take this shit out of here because I can't. I'm not going to eat it. I, well, it's only temporary, Devin. We're going to we're just hiding it from ourselves yeah. and then we're going to bring it back out when, oh. when we're when we're good and sober when the break fast happens like after yom kippur it's yeah. going to be right it's going to be sour patch kids in the bed well we're all we're all stocked up thanks to devin and yeah. we are thrilled thank you it was amazing real quick i just want to say some some um housekeeping before okay. we go all right housekeeping 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 we seem to have run out of extra large, I don't need your notes, babe shirts. Okay. So Matt Clegg, who we love, he took one for the team without consent. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't give us consent on this. We forced him to take an, uh, a large, I don't need your notes, babe shirt. I have an instinct that Matt can fit the large, but if he can't, we also sent him an extra large of our podcast logo shirt to make up for it. So Matt got two shirts. Mm -hmm. Then we went on with our business and Billy Newman and William Lehman, similar names, Weird. similar guys, because yeah. they both ordered extra large. Whoa. I don't need your notes, babe shirt. They need to meet. Yeah. To so now we um, and actually Billy Newman, his his PayPal said William, William Newman, William Lehman. Weird. Both, yeah. I wonder if it's the same guy huh. Two personnel. So <laughs> you guys. We have to put in another order of <laughs> that. So if anybody wants to pre-order, I don't need your notes, babe, an extra large. We are going to go down and probably order like 15 more. Um, if you guys think you can fit the large, message us and we'll get it out right away. Um, and go ahead and check out our website. If you don't, if you haven't seen our shirts, we have no one knows I'm gay, mm -hmm. drugs, period. Mm -hmm. And that's, it doesn't matter. Maybe you like regular weed. Maybe you like pharmaceuticals. Maybe you like. Maybe you like food. Maybe yeah, you like exactly. caffeine. Maybe you're a sex addict. That's you know drugs. what I mean? Maybe you're a gambling addict. Yeah. It's all. Next, we're going to do addiction, period. Oh, good one. Addict, addiction. Period. Addict. <laughs> That's our next good one. Good one. I like it. So uh, maybe that one will sell better. Um, <laughs> so yeah, check out our website, julianbrandy.com, and you can see those, and you welcome to pre-order um, I Don't Need Your Notes in extra large. We have all the other sizes of I Don't Need Your Notes. Okay. Now it's time for Eye of the Shitstorm. Shit, take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So this week, the shitstorm actually officially, well, it officially starts tomorrow when all the impeachment hearings regarding Trump's alleged quid pro quo. If I hear the term prid pro pro, and again, you know what I mean? It sounds like Chris Matthews. Crid pro pro, because nobody can say it like Bujij, crid pro pro. Um, the phone call to Ukraine become public. State Department employees and dignitaries have been testifying or avoiding testifying for weeks. But all the testimonies have been behind closed doors and kept private. Republicans threw a fat. Literally, they stood outside the closed doors and held a protest over the issue of transparency. <laughs> the irony is that several of the Republicans who stood with the protesters were actually allowed in the room. They just chose to stand outside and protest rather than go inside and listen because they're liars. Right. Talk about a fucking smokescreen. Wow. They're like, we need this to be public. And it's like, then go inside and listen. I, no one's keeping anything from you. You're on the fucking right. Whatever, you know, committee it is. So Nance Pelos was like, OK, <laughs> fine. So now all the hearings will be held again. 
and all the testimonies are going to be made public and all the boring excitement begins <laughs> tomorrow. So all of you out there who spend your evenings watching Below Deck reruns and pretending that Southern Charm is still real, <laughs> I'm jealous of you. I'd rather watch Shep and Cameron's white oh, privilege than God. have these boring ass hearings take over my fucking TV. And you know what? They will. Because my shit sits on CNN all day, every day, except for Wednesday nights when I turn it to MTV to watch the challenge. <laughs> It's my only joy, ma'am. That's your it's only my only joy. Well, there's some new joys now, yeah. don't you think? We have some HBO joys. There's definitely but new But I can HBO watch those joys. anytime. It's not appointment TV for me. And we will be watching the hearings because it's going to be taking over the podcast next week. <laughs> the people scheduled to testify are <clears throat> Bill Taylor, the top State Department official in Ukraine, U.S. diplomat George Kent, and former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch. You've got it. You know how to say it now. Thank you. <laughs> Other than the fact that they will all say Trump is lying and they hate him, uh, the shit's going to be dry and it's going to be hard to follow with too many names and too many details that no one actually cares about. And we're even going to watch it. And it's so many names. So many names. Just like broad strokes. Please, broad right. strokes, broad strokes. And when did they call, talk to them? And then they talked to this person. And then it was just that. And then they, and then who, and then he, and then she, and then little, little, blah, blah, blah. And they're not going to have diagrams it's too much. to help us. So it's snore pie with yawn sauce for real, okay? <laughs> but all we have to do, you guys, is make it through next week, and then we get to do our third ever Democratic debate podcast oh, covering the next God. set of debates, okay? Right. Which will be held on <laughs> MSNBC on November 20th, if you all want to tune in, if any of you want to. And the debates this year, sh I mean, and the debates this month should be pretty exciting because the Democratic Party, meow meow, got a much-needed shot of momentum last week when Democrats dominated red state elections, shocking the nation and moting the fucking White House <laughs> to the floor. Even though they want to pretend like it's not that. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's that's really what, not that much. That's what we all do, right? Whenever, even when Democrats lose, we're like, well, we were just happy we almost won. Right. It really says a lot about how far we've come that we uh, almost won. I mean, always. Just yeah, like, every time. The amount of people that came out to vote for Democrats this time was really, try, uh, really, truly, and was really, truly about the, that was the blue wave. And <laughs> if that is an indication of what's going to happen in the next two years, I think that we should be very excited so that the next two years, that is, it, that's when we're going to win it's like what you lost you lost we lost yeah no one's excited no so first up meow meow mm. kentucky mm -hmm. a super red state and the home of america's biggest piece of republican shit senator mitch mcconnell yep. for those of you um that are new here we recommend that you go back to our april 2nd episode of this year it's called fuck you mitch mcconnell <laughs> and learn why he needs a huge hot dog shoved down his windpipe <laughs> Ooh, 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 I hope that doesn't offend anyone. <laughs> An old man with a hot dog down his windpipe. Ooh, disappointed. Um, okay, well, Mitch McConnell and all his funders, because, you know, he's bought and paid for by God owned. knows who. Owned. Owned I like mean, a pass around potty bar party bottom. <laughs> That was and paid, a potty bottom. That was paid for by the bride's husband. I mean, oh, so all of his funders got a little less comfortable last Wednesday when Kentucky, who, by the way, voted for Trump over Hillary by a margin of 30 percent, voted for a Democrat to be their new governor, despite support from Trump and Mike Pence for the Republican candidate. Now, let's hope this means Kentucky has had enough and it's curtains for Trump in 2020 and... Yes. You know that there's a woman running against Mitch McConnell. 
Mitch McKeonyo? Yes, Michelina Connellina. Yeah, Michelina Connellina. Michelina McConnellina. Yeah. Oh, Johnny, it's odes, odes, odes. Johnny probably doesn't even listen to this one. There is a woman running against Mitch McConnell. And also, it's important that Kentucky doesn't vote again for Trump. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Now, they voted by a margin of 30, but they just elected a Democratic governor, and it is pretty fucking crazy. It's great. So then Virginia, okay, you guys, which has historically been a swing state, which has been swinging more left as of late. Now, they voted for Bush in in 2004, but they voted for Obama twice, and then they voted for Hillary in 2016, okay? So for the last 15 years, they have been voting blue, but Virginia Democrats took over their state legislature with winning both the House and the state. And why this matters is because they will now completely control every legislation that goes through the state. And what Virginia needs right now is gun control. They need their minimum uh, wage raised and they need to redistrict before the 2020 election. Because it's Mm. all about that gerrymandering biatch. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So that the Republicans don't go around and decide. So they can't gerrymander. Right. Yeah. Which is great. Now, ooh, I mean, so we've got Kentucky. We've got Virginia. The only bummer of Wednesday night's state elections was Mississippi. Yeah. I'm not surprised, are you? No, is anyone? No. No Uh, one should be. No. And I mean, but if you are, know this. We looked up the population statistics in Mississippi, Kentucky, Alabama, and Georgia, and they are filled to the brim with anyone? I know. I know. Yes. Yes. Student. Student. White people. Correct. Kentucky has 87% white people literally say it again meow meow Uh, in case anyone's cleaning too hard um (laughs) getting ready for work too hard Mm -hmm. there was a loud you hit a pothole and you missed that (laughs) this is disturbing an entire state in the union of united states of america Mm -hmm. the united states of america (laughs) kentucky 87 percent white somebody needs to get a fucking wooden spoon and they need to mix this motherfucker (laughs) up and if they don't then we're gonna need all except for one of your electoral college votes kentucky because we're california that's right and that ain't how the breakdown goes biatch and it is offensive have we done have we done an electoral college skewer yeah, you did. We did. It. <laughs> did I? Okay. Well, yeah, you did it. You okay. well, you did. No, you did delegates, super delicate delegates. Did we do an originization of the of the electoral college? Um, someone needs to weigh in because one thing we don't do <laughs> is remember any of these or learn right. from them. So well, we'll, we'll look back in our in our. We definitely did delegates and super delegates, which I do think has to do with electoral college. If that has to do with primaries. Which are important because the primaries are coming up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm just putting out there that you I think that it? I might want to do because okay. I've been on a sort of founding fathers kick. So yeah. okay. All right. Now, which is also ninety nine so, nine million percent white. So some of you guys are probably thinking like that's weird. Like Alabama, Georgia. There's got to be like people of color, black people. Now you're right. But the the black people are small and dense populations in the major st- cities. So it's like Atlanta or Birmingham. Those states are more than just those cities and yep. they stretch out far and wide. Right. And whether the white people in these states are racist, ignorant or just uninformed, most of them, I'm saying not all of them, obviously, they're living in a white southern bubble and they need to wake the fuck up. There needs to be a huge pin 
And you know what it does? Pops the bubble? Pops the bubble. <laughs> so listen, we always want to commend and acknowledge um, that there are good and evolved and informed people living in these states, okay? And they're, we're not talking about every white person. We're not talking about every person, you know, of any race. It's like there are good people living here and they're fighting the good fight in these types of states every single day at Starbucks and gas stations and grocery stores. And what these people, the good people who are living there fighting the good fights, what they need to do is try and enlighten the brainwashed population, <laughs> one uninformed person mm-hmm. at a time. And you know what, you guys? That includes you, anyone listening who lives in those states. I know you don't want to bother. I know you want to go on home and turn on fucking housewives and be like, fuck that noise. Everyone in the state's <laughs> annoying. But you're living there for a reason. You have a bigger call. It's a call to action. It's not push like on this video, push right. thumbs up, push subscribe. Right. It's go out, be nice, be understanding, and be tolerant. Because they can't be woke until someone wakes them up. And it takes finesse and empathy to change people's minds. Remember that. Think of these people as scien- like Scientologists under the Ooh. mind control of L. Ron Hubbard. Yes. And they need our help. God. You wouldn't go up to a Scientologist and be like, you're a fucking idiot. What the no. fuck? Who gets involved in something like that? Right. You would go up and be like, sorry that your parents raised you in that. <laughs> it's not your fault. You were raised. You were indoctr- indoctrinated into this point of view. There is help for you. No one is against you. Come with us. Mm-hmm. We'll take you in. You don't have to be a racist loser all your life. Come with us. That's right, nice. ma'am, ma'am? Yeah. Yes. And it might take more than one time. It's, and you're you gonna, might need to go there to their place of weirdness. It's going to be very and frustrating. And be like, walk in and be like, hi, I'd like to take a personality test. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, no. I'll hold these cans. So. I do have a car running outside just in case you try to lock me in here. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, how long have you been in this? Yeah. Situation. You guys can do it. We we um, we respect you. We honor you. We we couldn't do it. We're out here hiding. We tried. Uh, hiding We've tried. I mean, I guess coast. in California, that's true. But I mean, I would love to do any kind of like talk to people on the podcast or invite us to your town. Well, I'll do. Let's do a town hall. Let's do something. Yeah, let's do it. I'll do it. We'll Are do- you kidding me? I can be held back. You could be empathetic and understanding and sweet. We've proven we, we listen. We try to be open and. You know, understand people's dogma and their histories and their religion and, you know, their their families and it comes with a lot of pressure. It does. I will t- also say I think you also unfortunately we need to you also have to accept when the wall's been hit. It's a lost cause. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's OK, too. Now it's time for a brand new segment called Megan McCain Bugs. <laughs> You were at my wedding, Denise. (laughs) This is our new segment called Megan McCain Bugs. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, I have begun DVRing The View and checking in (laughs) with it regularly. And sometimes the shit is just too exciting, annoying, unbelievable to not share. For those of you who don't know who Megan McCain is, lucky you. Okay? She's the daughter of the very famous and now deceased John McCain, who was a Republican senator from Arizona who ran against Obama in 2012. We like John McCain. Yeah. 
for no other reason than her father. <laughs> she is now a regular co-host on The Fucking View, and she regularly bugs everyone every day with her conservative Arizona white privilege nepotistic bullshit. That said, she's a huge fan of Bravo, and if I found out that she liked us on People's Couch or Vanderpump, I'd be her friend in two seconds and defend her until the end. Call me, Megan. Me too. Now, the segment is called <laughs> You Megan. too, for sure. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Call us, Megan. Call us, obviously. But in the meantime, or not but, it's not even a but, it's just it is what it is. Now, the segment is called Megan McCain Bugs, and she does. But also, the view bugs, whoopee bugs, Abby Huntsman bugs, the guest bug, the segments <laughs> bug, the format bugs, the incessant birthday celebrations bug. It's all just generally annoying and unsatisfying. And this week took it to a whole new level when Trump's son, Don Jr., came on with his goon slut girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle, who used to be a Fox News whore before she got fired for sexual harassment of a bunch of different male employees. Literally, all she needs is an Access Hollywood tape of her bragging about all her dick pics and she can be our next president. Seriously. It's for real. She's like the female Trump. She is the female Trump. The woman got fired for harassing too many men. I mean, with her big fake tits and her big long extensions. When you're that annoying, mm, mm, you got mm, fired because mm. you're annoying. Because I'm quite sure men don't care. Well, I'm, they're not like, <laughs> I'm fearing for my physical safety from goon foil and <laughs> wanting, wanting my dick. But at the same time, I mean, here's the perfect example of a woman who's just fucking. She really is. You know what I mean? Just walking. The movement back. <laughs> Walking the, thank one you. Yes. jizzy step at a time. <laughs> exactly, okay? Exactly. And I don't even think like that. I don't even exactly. think like that. Um, okay. So I've only seen bits and pieces of the Don Jr. and Kim- Kimberly Goonfoil <laughs> shit show. So Meow Meow, what's going to happen here is Meow Meow is going to play clips and break it all down for me and the 14 listeners. Okay. I have been working on this tirelessly. I am very excited to share with you. You and you, the listeners. We ask you guys to have an open mind because Meow Meow has been putting in her time with The View. She does. um, And she's been watching it for years and years and years. She's (laughs) dedicated and devoted to the old cast. We Danny um, Pellegrino took us to View Skew. Yeah. And we didn't enjoy it. We like and stick with the old cast. That's who we like. Yes, that is. That's all about Meredith Vieira, Barbara. We even like Star Jones. Oh God! Yeah. The, yes. We're with the old cast. And now. Joy, though we like Joy. We like Joy. She's of from course. the old cast. We love. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, in full disclosure, for me, yes, I also do. I enjoy buggery. I enjoy <laughs> getting annoyed. I enjoy. Um, I even enjoy like a, a corny moment. Oh, yeah, because she loves to okay. watch train wrecks. And so if you hear her getting mad, irate, annoyed, just know this. She's having fun. She likes that. <laughs> she watches that to get annoyed and she likes it. So when you're sitting there like, God, they're so passionate about with their hate. It's like, yeah, because we like that. It's really the sweet spot for us. Yeah, it really is. And it's where we have fun. It's where we enjoy doing this podcast. So let this bitch watch her daytime talk show and get mad about it. Okay, guys? Thank you. God, you know me. You're the only one I know. who makes I, me feel like I I'm you. seen. You're allowed to be you. Thank as you. As hateful and angry as it is. And also as appreciative and love. I mean, and also, I whatever. I don't. You're right. You I are- said, I said, watch. 
a bunch of journalists kiss and hug Barbara Walters this morning and goddamn shed a tear. I had to make you turn it off. I was like, I can't turn that off. <laughs> Going back to the view archives. We have work to do. Now, we are appreciating this. We're okay. celebrating it or it wouldn't be here, period. Exactly. All right. You but- think we're not celebrating Chuck Todd when we call him Vagina Mouth? We exactly. watch Meet the Press every Sunday. That's right. I'm not going to be ashamed for calling him fucking Merkin Man. And, and I wouldn't. And he is. <laughs> Comes Megan McCain goes on the View, and for a little back, a little background on Megan McCain for everyone on the View. She's conservative, but she's not conservative socially. Like she's, she's, you know, she's into gay stuff and whatever. But she's super pro life, and she is super fiscally conservative, and she comes from a Republican background family, and she's very, very um, into being a conservative. And well, there's if nothing she's pro life, that's loves. social. That's that's true. That's true. The only thing she is is not against gay people, but I mean, I'm not getting down like that. She's I'm not. She's conservative. Agreed. Yeah. But she likes to talk about how she's like the new young Republican movement, blah, blah, blah. However, her biggest claim to fame on The View is that she sits on there and she goes, being a Republican and a conservative on this panel is really hard. And she just <laughs> constantly like. And the joke also being like, my father, my family, my father, my father. Okay. My father, so my, father people, my father, my father, my father. We played father. a five minute clip of her saying it <laughs> right. in over a hundred different outfits. Yeah. She martyrs herself and it's exhausting. Martyrs herself every second. Now, normally what you need to understand is when Megan McCain starts talking in any capacity on The View, she comes in hot. It's usually like, listen to me. Oh, now I can't finish my sentence. Okay. <laughs> All right, Joy. Whatever. It's your job. Uh, okay. I've been waiting here right. to talk. And All the minute that. I open my mouth. Yes. All of it. Now. Very hot going, and very loud. Very hot, very loud, very bothered, very irritated, Shrill. very put upon, very victimized. Yes. All of it. Now. What I'm going to start with in this clip that I'd like to play for you. Yes. Because Don Jr. is on the show for whatever reason, and I guess she had lost a family member the night before. She was in a very solemn and wanting to seem make a real statement today. Yeah. So she's she's speaking softly. Well, you told me she sat there silently for two whole for two segments. So basically almost like a half hour of the show. She did not speak. She's sitting this at the is table, not normal. silent, and everyone knows when someone does that, it sucks the air out of the room. Oh. It's awkward. It's like, why are you sitting there silently? She is by far one of the biggest energy suckers I've ever witnessed, at least on television. Who knows how she is in real life at a party or yeah. with her friends or family? I don't know. But I can 100% say that when she's in this situation, she is a drain. Like, in a, <sighs> she's a, that's the sink. She's the drain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now. Mr. Trump, a lot of Americans in politics miss character, and a lot of people miss the soul of this country. You and your family have hurt a lot of people and put a lot of people through a lot of pain, including the Khan family, who is a gold star family that I think should be respected for the loss of their son. Does all of this make you feel good? I don't think any of that makes me feel good, but I do think that we got into this because we wanted to do what's right for America. My father has been working tirelessly to bring back the American dream, who've watched politicians with no business experience send that American dream abroad to countries that hate our guts. He's brought jobs back. He's created unprecedented levels of unemployment numbers for African Americans, oh. for Hispanic oh. Americans. That's whoopee. Oh. oh. You can argue with the 
No, it, it's all, not for, for wait, women. If you got the question, let me finish it. Yeah. For women, all-time high startup businesses. So I understand that he's controversial. I understand that he's offended a lot of people. But I also understand he took all on the establishment, and that's the premier sin in American politics these days but to I, do that. But I do want to know the question. I understand. I'm not happy that people interpret it that way. I don't think that's our intention. And again, I will let you speak. Character in politics, I believe, is important. It was how I was raised. It's the way I view the lens of oh. America. And I understand what mm. you're saying about policy, but when you're talking about attacking gold star families who have given the ultimate sacrifice more than any of in this room have given, and you put them through pain, does well, it make you and feel I know he like does a lot deserving with gold star families, And he calls a lot of those gold star families, and he has a lot of care for those I'm people. But he's, he, when, he's under, when he's under constant attack by the same people, when he's under attack by the establishment, when he's under attack by this, the reality is this, he's a counterpuncher, and as a conservative, I would hope that you would appreciate that conservatives haven't been known for fighting back for a very long time. They've ceded ground to the liberals and the liberal elite for decades by liberal not elite. actually fighting back. So I understand we can keep going back to character. I, I think, think he has great character. I think my family has character. Her father. Okay. I, I understand I that, and I'm think, sorry about that. And they, they did have differences. I agree with that. But, but I think just... just and, I, and again, I'm, I'm sorry for the loss. I think you lost finished. your aunt last night, so I do apologize I for that as well. last night. Yes, I did. We're laughing. We're so Thank you. I just... It's just, for me... It, it would not have been worth it. This would not have been worth it. And I think people can go to the moment when my dad had stopped someone from saying Obama was a Muslim and the pain, inflicting pain on so many people wouldn't have been worth it to me or my family to the White House. So I just want to know, is it worth it? Well, listen, there, I, I think it depends on the hat that I'm wearing. You know, for me as a citizen, as a father, as a father. So I'm going to stop it there because now... Well, she sets him up to answer the questions well. She sets him... It's... It's... This is... Now, I had already been losing my mind up until this point, but here is where she's been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And you know that the night that they've probably been booked for a month or who knows, she's like, oh, my God, finally, my time. I can finally have my moment because, you know, also Donald Trump called her father. You know, he was a, not a real hero. He doesn't like people who lose him a loser. All the shit and like bash the McCain. Blah, 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 blah. So she's already coming in hot like that, piss. They, Don Jr. has a huge history just with The View and Whoopi and with everyone and with her. I mean, it's just, the baggage is huge. Also, so she it's finally per- has it's her personally, um, a personal sacrifice and torture for her to sit there oh, and not speak. Because right. her whole thing is speaking, right. speaking, speaking over right. people, are being argumentative, mm-hmm. defending herself, defending Lund, defending Republicans. Yep. So to sit there, it, the sacrifice it took for her to sit oh, there and not speak. She was Jesus Christ <laughs> yes. that day. Okay. Yes. <laughs> she was nailed to a cross, a big, huge, enormous cross with big, big, big tatas. Okay. <laughs> her big titties were up on the on the big cross. Her big titties were up on the cross. And don't anyone write me a letter. I've got big titties too. Okay. So just like relax. But she set him up to answer the questions well. He's a master at spin and twist and turning it around, never answering and not letting anyone else talk. And she, of course, is being victimized and victimized and victimized. Like, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> and her character. Her question was, character. does that make you feel good? Yeah. Bitch, you waited a half hour to ask him, to does ask, that make you feel good? Yeah. And then is it worth it? Your follow-up, is it worth it? You had all that time to ask 
anything. You could have asked anything. You could have asked about his shitty charities, him being a slumlord, them taking money from foreign um, places and companies, building businesses in different, you know, while under the administration. You could have asked a direct question of any kind. Any kind. And that's what you had to ask, you fucking bug nut. Or how do you feel about the fact that your dad yeah. is on tape saying he grabs pussies and yeah. then called my dad? Or just how do you feel about your dad calling my dad a loser? Just, is that's that it. embarrassing to you? Right. Even that. Or how do you feel? How, what is your actual internal right. that's good. feeling yes. about your dad calling my dad a loser? Perfect. Period. That's a period. And yeah, is it embarrassing when you hear your dad talk about pussies and women and yeah, he's on tape How do you feel rating about it? them or whatever any of it good um, one okay right. next clop that's why so this now- is called Megan McCain bugs okay. <laughs> so, okay now since we're not going in order of the actual show or whatever but then we do go from here so now Kimberly Goonfoyle yes for anybody who doesn't know Kimberly Goonfoyle is now Don Jr.'s girlfriend she left his wife for her so he was married and he's got I think four kids and I think his wife might have been pregnant when he left perfect Let's ask about that. They have publicly come out as a, and they literally use the words, they are a political power couple, and which is so gross. Disgusting. Megan McCain worked with Kimberly Guilfoyle at Fox News, so they know each other. Kimberly Guilfoyle hasn't really said much the whole time. She's like saying a little bit here and there, like, oh, the, the, she'll say like things like, oh, you don't like the semantic, oh, the semantic, okay, or you don't like, like she's trying to, whatever. So finally, she has her moment where she's going to connect with Meghan McCain because of the death of her aunt. And of course, you know, she's going to bring some some empathy into the room because she's a woman. Right. And she's a what a wonderful woman she is. So this is Kimberly Guilfoyle's big moment. Here's what I would say. I I understand. I know your father for uh, for so many years. I considered him. Yes. And your grandmother. Mm -hmm. And. I tell you, no finer human being. I considered him my friend. I miss him. I understand your loss. Yesterday was the anniversary of my mother passing. I lost my father Thanksgiving night. He woke me up with a kiss and said, Princess, I know this is a hard day for you. Princess. Wow. It breaks woke my me heart up with a kiss and said, Princess. Anybody about your father. I understand that. And I know how difficult it is. And I know how difficult I'm it difficult. is for him. When his everybody is attacking his family, it's so difficult for Don Jr. They want to put him in jail. I under I understand that having lost both my parents to cancer, this is tough. I would like there to be more civility. Can somebody just say they're sorry? Thanks, Whoopi. Fucking Whoopi. So I, I, my final note, and then I, I don't have any more questions for you. Is just if you believe that, and Kimberly, I did, I did. We worked together, and I do know you. Try and bring civility back then. You can do it. You have this. You're in the White House. And you're right. And you know what, guys? It goes both ways. There we can go. Can you imagine? There we go. And you, know, you, you, you guys, you ran for president. It was absolutely brutal. They've run. They're up for re-election again. 93% negative coverage in the mainstream media about President Trump. They don't want to talk about the successes. I know the president. I know the their family for you guys, you guys are at the top. years. You guys, you Suck it up. I stand for them like Suck I stand for you and your family. All right, I get what you're saying. For but we're talking Obama. about... I'm sorry. Okay, so he says eight years of Obama, there was zero criticism for anything. That's how he ended that little clip. Okay. Wow. What a truer statement's never been said. <laughs> what a what an orator. What a wonderful factoid to throw out. <laughs> Is he fucking serious right In now? In eight years, there was never a criticism His own of Obama. Fucking father did it. Non-stop. Oh my god, nonstop, nonstop, and 
from the even before his inauguration, Mitch McConnell went in and said that he's going to be a one-term president and we're going to block every single thing he does. Now, Whoopi Goldberg goes ahead and makes that point, but they don't, of course, follow it up because everyone on the show is useless. Yes. So, um, but he literally then goes ahead and makes the point that Donald Trump as president uh, is the most, like, badgered, bullied... Harass. harass president that's ever been in the his in the history of presidents like literally i'm sure george bush is sitting somewhere being like <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you like where were you boy yeah he's probably thrilled that <laughs> like, someone thinks that they're more bullied and considered idiotic than him than him george bush i, you know I, I, I mean, mean that guy was skewered special right? shout out to richard wofford oh um our gay husband who sent um us um soft silicone um <laughs> soap dispensers um and put kimberly guilfoyle's picture on them and and said they're kimberly guilfoyle guilfoyle's jugs filled with jizz and we washed our hands with them for months and months and months uh, that's this true. is dedicated this to is you true. richard that's true that's true <laughs> megan mccain's just not being herself and it's just annoying and she's being such a fucking loser and you know what i mean okay yes so the tea here the the new revelation at least for the, the world I don't know or at least for me it was he's annoying goons annoying Megan's annoying but the winner in my opinion of the most annoying who's ruining the view and this says a lot is Whoopi now probably because it's not as fun to be annoyed by Whoopi because we're used to liking her and we want to like her and she's there for us to like her right. we have fun being annoyed by Megan McCain right and that's where she belongs. That's her role. Yes, that's her role. And we feel comfortable with that. Whoopi Goldberg is supposed to be funny and is supposed to be like fun and funny. And yeah. she's not at all. And I can't stand it. And it's making anymore, me feel let's say. right anymore. And it's making me feel gross. And I don't yeah. like how she talks to people. And then now she puts herself above everyone. And she's never a part of the conversation. And she always thinks that she's the arbiter of the center and i just can't stand it yeah I can't she's stand bothering it. julie and you know what the truth is this show has probably fucking sucked the life <laughs> out of her she probably can't That's even true. find the humor surrounded by these fucking women and whatever and even the guests and just but you know okay let's proceed so now the next two clips are going to be whoopee and then we're going to go into joy but i'm going to stop in between but this is where whoopee is responding now to don jr's claim that his father is the most harassed on the planet. Okay. This part of being president, I'm sorry, this is minutes part, after inauguration. Listen, Come on, guys. Part of being president is having a pair that can take whatever heat comes oh. towards you. I, I and promise when you, you, I and promise when you, you, my father's got a pair, and, and when, no one, no sitting president has I'm taken just, the heat that, that Donald Trump has Now, he never lets anybody talk, so in Whoopi's defense, she's trying, she's trying, she's trying, but she can't ever get a word in edgewise. And that was the... I wanted to play that little clip because that was the funniest she was the entire show by saying that they should have a pair, and that was the only and point I'm glad she was able to make. So, also, why do they have to be the best at everything? Why do they have to be the most harassed, the, course, the biggest balls? Right. They just have to be number one at everything, whether right. it's bad or good. They right. have to be the number one thing of it. So now, Joy interrupts. And this is where things really get exciting. Of course, Joy's when it gets good. Of course. To her point, 
He also called Mexicans rapists. He, no. he made it. Wait a second. Some coming across the border. And that's a fact. No, no, Look no. at what's going on I at can the tell border. You Let her finish. Let her finish. Called Mexicans, some Mexicans rapists. He attacked the handicapped. Mm -hmm. He bragged that's about it. He it is true. We watched him do that. We heard the access. Hold on. We heard the access tape. Grabbing women by the pussies. He bragged about grabbing women by their genitalia. Yes. She's talking about, that's what Megan is talking about. She's talking about lowering the discourse to his level, which is horrible for this country. Even if people are working, we don't want to have a country like that. Do you understand we, we, we've that? All, we've all they done don't things. Like the vessel, no, no. The and people aren't working that much. They have to have more jobs. We, we've all done things that we regret. Here we go. I mean, if we're talking about bringing the discourse down, Joy, you've worn blackface. I'm sorry, and don't, you, if you, you said do that it. Roman Polanski, it wasn't rape rape when he raped a child. So let's, oh, let's okay. talk about so, yeah, no, Let's things. talk Come about on, this. So fair. you want to bring this up? The yeah. question came up. I did not about go in blackface. Please. <laughs> it was not in blackface. Thank you. Sorry. I, listen, being black, I recognize blackface. This okay. I can say. <laughs> okay. I know what well, you're saying. Really back me up on yeah. that. That's so now that you, now that you, now that you've broken no. this piece of ice, because I guess this is the fight you wanted. I, it's not the fight yeah, I wanted. Yeah, it is. But if we're because talking about you, character, if we're talking when, about these things. Are you things, questioning my character? I'm not no, questioning your character. I'm talking about okay. you're questioning my father's character. I'm and not, I say, I, I'm we sorry, all have I didn't question things. anybody. I simply mm -hmm. said that. When you're like, talking about the, your father's <laughs> taking more heat than anybody else, that it's not so. Instead, as a president, and when, yes, as a president, uh, yes, it's ridiculous. He's getting pressed. Who has? He's a president. Who has? He says. Than your father has taken at his hand. Okay, so now. First of all, I just want to shout out to John Jr.'s masterful um, weaving of a web that no one can get out of. Joy did blackface. Whoopi said rape, rape. Now we're back to character. My back to them. Go, rather than going on to their shit, he put it around making them villains and then they are our victims. He fucking is so good at that. Yeah. Now, Joy did not wear blackface. She did say apparently at a show in 2017, I think, with Raven Simone. She showed a picture of when she was 29. Raven Simone was like, God joy you look like my auntie are you black whoa 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 and then joy's like well no but i was 29 and i went to a party as a beautiful african woman and then they were like "Ooh, what Ooh. and she was like well it's my real hair it was my dress and yeah i might have put on some like bronzer or whatever but that was it so that's what that's referring to now the rape rape comment is but it wasn't blackface at no, all no no and go look at the picture she she, she looks, looks good she looks amazing yeah so the rape rape comment is in something like 2014 or 13. Whoopi at On The View said the the year that Roman Polanski was going to be like they were they were debating about Roman Polanski. She said he, rather than calling it rape, she wanted to know the exact facts of what happened. Sherry Shepard was like, what happened was that he drugged and gave quaaludes to and had sex with a 13 year old girl so that's rape and she was like well it's not rape rape it's statutory rape and the judge is basically saying it's statutory rape so you got to call it what it is rather than saying that it's rape and sherry shepard was like we'll be it's fucking rape like what do you yeah. want so <clears throat> that's where that whole conversation comes from and Whoopi did do a little defending 
And of she him. Had, he had anal sex with a 13 year old who I'm quite sure wasn't like, oh, yeah, give it to me, daddy. Of course. And I'm, and whose mother dropped her off there. And I mean, right. the facts were out. And right. Whoopi did know them. Yes. And Whoopi definitely was doing a and then even said like, well, he had he had had sex with her before that time as well. Yes. So it was like, well, then I guess he raped her twice. So yeah. I don't know what to say. So. That's what he's referring to with the rape rape comment. Meanwhile, just want to point out that Roman Polanski is now um, under investigation for six rape. Yeah. And he's hiding in in France. Okay, And can't come to America or or he'll get arrested. And the Academy of Arts and Sciences gave him an Academy Award and he didn't get to come because that's how fucked up this town is. Last clip. Meow meow. Okay, we're going to end the clips with a little nepotism. Thank God someone asks about it. Okay, this is Sonny Huston asking about nepotism. Um, recently, you've been very outspoken about how Hunter Biden has benefited from me- nepotism. Yes. And you say, I wish my name was Hunter Biden. I could make millions off of my father's presidency. Yeah. Um, and your father tweeted this. He said, uh, encouraging people to, your father encourages people to buy your book. Um, I think that's benefiting from your dad's uh, presidency. But... Um, not that my opinion matters, but let's talk about 2020 because you yeah. do talk about 2020 in your book. Um, the show? You, uh, no, 2020. <laughs> Listen, I get that I'm the son of a rich guy from New York. I understand that. My father has done a lot. You know, I've benefited from that as Hunter Biden has. The difference is we did that as a private company. When we got into international politics, the second my father took, <laughs> you know, won the presidency, he said we will not do new foreign deals going forward. Hunter Biden utilized his father's vice presidency to magically end up on a board in Ukraine with a language he doesn't speak on a business he knows nothing about for 83000 a month. If I did that, you guys would lose your minds. Well, Understandably. Can, can, can I right. push back on that but, a little but, bit? So yeah, we, go ahead. we stopped. Can we I were push in back a, a little well, bit? Because, because, the, because the D.C. hotel, your father's D.C. hotel, opened up yeah. just a couple of weeks after his election. I'm glad you asked. And, and you've actually made, I think, according to your father's financial report, he earned about $40.8 million dollars just a minute from his dc hotel in 2018 um the attorney general is going to hold a thirty thousand dollar holiday party at the dc hotel mm-hmm. a lobbying firm with ties to the saudi government paid two hundred and seventy thousand dollars to the hotel uh between october 2016 and march 2017 um these are the details that the media always neglects. Yes, we're in the hotel business. We have been for decades. Yeah. That's not a secret. When we take money from a foreign entity, in D.C., most mm-hmm. of it's foreign entities, right? Yeah. The, the government-related foreign entities, when they come, we literally stroke a check back to the U.S. Treasury. Mm-hmm. We spend more money on accountants than we can make from this to make sure we're doing that right because we can't. So I did a little fact-checking to find out what the deal is with that. So apparently um, the Trump family has given $200,000 back to the government. To the Treasury when they've allegedly made forty million. So that was just in twenty eighteen on one single hotel. So while he wasn't wrong about Hunter Biden at all, and we've known that from the beginning, right. um, he is an asshole, and he's also doing it. So correct hypocrisy abounds. It knows no bounds. Hypocrisy and nepotism, and also let's remember that Hunter Biden absolutely did that, but his father was not the president, and they weren't making money together off of that. So there are differences. A lot and of differences. They want us also saying, I don't know what Hunter Biden's like his his um 
experiences or whatever. I don't know. And what his own connections are. And who knows He's what He's allowed his, to walk around and say, well, this is my father. Yeah. Just like Megan Payne. My father, my father, right. my father, my father. You right. know why she didn't ask that question? Because she's doing nepotism. Right. Everybody's working what they can with their connections. Right. And as long as Joe Biden didn't call up and say, hey, will you give my son a job? Right. Then I don't care what Hunter Biden does. And that includes smoking crack and fucking his brother's <laughs> wife. Now it's time for So There's That. <laughs> All right, so now it's time for the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a so there's that moment in all the shitty shittiness that's going on in the world right now. She just needs to find one single shiny ray of light that peeks through the shitstorm clouds and makes us smile. The impeachment hearing starts uh, Thursday. Half the country is frozen and California is 85 degrees and literally on fire. (laughs) That said, what's your so there's that moment for this week, Meow Meow? I'm so glad you asked. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, I want to let everyone know that I spent two days toiling away for a So There's That. And once again, I had to get saved by a loyal family member. Can anyone guess who it is? I know. I know. <laughs> and and if and because of you, because of you, her and you. Okay. So Devin Vrana, our erotic third. Thank you for turning me on to this. I mean, you have given us treats. And now, so there's that. The contributions to the show are endless. Well, that's what one does in a relationship. You know what I mean? When you're the, you know, erotic (laughs) third. So in 2017, a woman was photographed riding her bike alongside the Trump administration car cavalcade. And she gave them the middle finger for a good long time. In fact, two times as they passed by. Now, apparently the woman was employed by a government contracting agency. And of course, without fail, here's how I like to imagine it. Mike Pence was sent around like a good dog to find out who the woman was, where she worked and got her fired. Now, just in case you guys haven't seen the picture, Google it. It's a became a famous picture. It'll probably freaking end up in like the Smithsonian. Yes. Because she's on a bike and it's from the back and she's flipping off the motorcade. <laughs> right. And like someone else in the back of the motorcade took the picture. Right. So we know someone in Trump's entourage right. or his, like a photo of the White House photographer. Yeah. Um, then leaked that because it never right. had to get out. Right. Leaked it and it became like a viral sensation. So you guys have probably all seen it anyway. But if you haven't, Google it. Mom, Google it. <laughs> The woman's name is Julie Briskman. She was employed by Akima LLC, which is some sort of contracting agency that I have no understanding of what they do. And believe me, I went to their website. It looks like they do evil and they just have that feel of Halliburton or something George Clooney would make a movie whistleblowing about so he could win an Oscar and be even more annoying. Now, Julie Brickman is 52. She's the single mother of two who went on to sue the company. Q George Clooney are you listening Julie Roberts take notice this is your next part so after the picture went viral she was very scared she said people started to figure out who I was the local business where I was working part-time started getting threatening emails and phone calls journalists started calling me she went into her second job at Akima to the contractor so she had two jobs so that contracting job was a part-time job and they said don't worry about it it'll be fine only then she came into work the next day and they fired her Or they forced her to resign, apparently. So she decided she was going to Norma Ray it up. She had had enough and she wasn't going to be silenced. So she started working on a campaign of a local congresswoman named Jennifer Wexton. She then decided she was going to run for office herself. 
Now, she knocked on more than 3,000 doors in Loudoun County and coordinated with Democrats across Virginia on her campaign. So this is Virginia. By the way, where was the cavalcade motorcade going, do you ask, of Trump? They were going to his golf course, which he owns in Virginia. This is in her district, okay? Now, all the trolls came for her, trying to dismiss her as a candidate without substance. She's a worried She's never been in politics. She shouldn't be in me. She's this. She's disrespectful. So she was not even going to listen. She said, when asked why would she even be experienced or why should anyone vote for her to be um, on her local you know, government? She said, voters want to know that you have substance and you understand the issues. Quite naturally and organically, I do. She ran on a platform that promised to pay teachers in Virginia a living wage, to support paid family and medical leave for county staff, and to compensate firefighters so they can live in the communities they serve. On Tuesday, the state of Virginia turned blue. Briskman beat the incumbent Republican in her county. She didn't just flip the bird. She also flipped the seat. So there's that. it for this episode of dumb gay politics thank you guys for listening we want you to know we love and appreciate all of you guys we do this podcast every week without fail sometimes late a lot of times late but still (laughs) i want to say without fail for free because we care about all 14 of you and we don't want to lose you to funnier less offensive and just all around better podcasts (laughs) so thank you for sticking with us we really do love you oh and thank you in advance for signing up for our patreon podcast Go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and sign up. For the low, low price of $1, you'll get an extra hour-long podcast a week. That's not about politics, you guys. It's like about everything else. We just talk shit. We have fun. We do songs. We do voices. We just whatever. We just do it. And for those of you out there who make bad life choices, you can pay $2 and get two hour-long podcasts a week. Um, I want to point out that one person um, who didn't stick with us is... Chris 2019, who left us a one star iTunes review last week saying, quote, loved the podcast and have been here from the beginning. But a so there's that about an old man bleeding to death in the woods was just disturbing. This is the type of disconnect in America that will lead to Trump's second term, end quote. And you know what, Chris? You could be a girl. You could be a boy. But you're right. And ironically, it's you. Who's disconnecting <laughs> from us who are against Trump. So who's the Trump supporter now? Fuck face. <laughs> Woo! Um, that was about hunting, okay, not about an old me, man. Yeah. Let me just say okay. that was about hunting and not about an old man bleeding out in the woods. So tell him, man, man, a fucking hunter who happens to be an old man was hunting in Kentucky and he shot a deer and the deer didn't die. And the deer went ahead and fucking killed his ass. So, yeah, that was my so there's that. And I hope the same demise for every hunter who is alive. So I don't feel bad about it. I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad that the deer got his fucking karma and he probably had to go die alone somewhere, like we said. And that's sad and awful. The deer died, too. And it's just like, 
I'm not going to cry a shed a tear for Argentina hunters. I'm just not. I'm, and and if that's if that's offensive to you, then then thank you for listening, and have a nice day, Chris. 2019. <laughs> and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it has been dumb and apparently very offensive. Yes. You're at my wedding, Denise. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Want something visual that's not too abysmal? We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you? Stay for the night. Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite of from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs>